We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Julius, all the games have to finish out, but all signs pointing to you guys getting into that next round with the outstanding point differential tonight. But let's go back to that third quarter, one-point game. What did you guys do to make sure that you regain control of this game? Uh, you know, we, uh, I think we got into the paint and uh, passed the ball, sprayed the ball. We just started making the right plays. Uh, you know, they're a collapsed team, man. When we got into the paint, uh, everybody was there. Uh, so we just, you know, put them in a driving kick and got easy opportunities. So RJ was mic'd up tonight. There was a moment that we heard you two talking on the bench saying that you got to run these points up. What was it like playing in this game tonight knowing that you needed to get a lot of extra points on the board? Uh, it was fun. Uh, it makes the game more competitive. It keeps you engaged. Uh, so credit to the league. This in-season tournament is pretty fun. Now RJ and Julius, RJ, you're Julius. Oh my goodness. RJ and Jalen were talking about how much of a difference it would make to win this in-season tournament for the guys on the end of the bench. What would it mean to you to get that done? Absolutely. It means a lot. You know, those guys come in and put in just as mu uh, much work as we do every day. Uh, we're a team, uh, 1 through 15, so we want to win it for them just as much uh, as anything else. So uh, it would definitely mean a lot. Thanks, Julius. Thank you. Mike. Plush Zoo. This IQ player is very, 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 very good. I got a whole newsletter coming out on him and his minutes later this week. He's awesome. He is, by any metric, one of the 75 best players in the league. There's a really good case he's in the conversation for the top 50. There are 30 teams in the league. If you distributed the top players equally, there's no argument that Emmanuel quickly should be one of the three guys on his team that gets the ball a ton and thus plays a ton of minutes like Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and RJ Barrett do. I know this wasn't your comment, but it's just my mind went to this point. Um, and here he's kind of relegated to the fourth guy. And that's because he kind of plays the same position as the first guy and everything else trickles down from there. And it's an unfortunate situation, which is, you know, they have matching rights this summer. And I don't think there's any chance to just let him walk for regardless of if somebody even gives him a max, but like it does make the Knicks approach 
with Emmanuel quickly moving forward as to how much they truly do value him. Makes it very interesting. And I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Fred Katz on the pod tomorrow. We're recording tomorrow. I want to, I want to talk a lot about the, the quickly dynamic. Um, also shout out to Fred. Uh, this, I know I can announce uh, Fred Katz, uh, obviously friend of the pod just debuted his own podcast on Patreon which I'm about 30 minutes into the first episode. He had Ian Bagley on. Um, it's outstanding. It's just, it's too, you know, too, he's going to have a lot of beat writers on. Uh, he may have me on at some point pretty soon. He'll have, I, I can't even imagine the kind of guests that he's going to get because he's so well liked around the league and he's so well connected around the league. So um, the name of the pod is Cats and Shoot. It, you could do a $5 tier or you could do a $10 tier. Again, $5 price of a cup of coffee. So if you just like like good podcasts and you like Nick's content or just basketball content, uh go go sign up for Fred Katz's new pod, uh Cats and Shoot on Patreon and uh, I promise you you will you will not be disappointed. So shout out to Fred. Why did I bring that? Oh yeah, cuz I'm going to talk to Fred about this. He also had a really good article about Quickly and Brunson and the, their dynamic earlier in the week, which is why I want to talk to him about it. Okay. Zach, Zach Halilovic, Mitch post up was my highlight today. LOL. Man, Mitch, he's such a funny guy. He's so talented and he has so many skills and abilities. And yet, his hands on the offensive end are just not great. <laughs> like, he he gets that, like, you know, he had the other instance in this game where it was a, a really nice lob. It was a great pass by, I think it was Brunson to Randall who then threw the lob pass to, or was should have probably been a lob pass to, to Mitch, but Mitch brought the ball down. Like how often when Mitch brings the ball down, does he get the ball swiped? And on the post up that you're talking about today, I'm pretty sure he also got it swiped. I, I want to say, I don't know, how many turnovers did Mitchell Robinson have today? He had, it feels like he had a few. I'll look it up right now. Um, I mean, I'm not complaining. I guess it sounds like I'm complaining a little bit, but like, It'd be cool if Mitch had like slightly better hands. That's all. That's all I want to say. Thanks, Zach. Jasso focused. I know how this sounds, but this is the type of game that uh, Randall can easily have on an almost nightly basis. That's his bar, fair or not. Not talking stats. Um, yeah, Mitch had four turnovers tonight. That's got to be it's definitely a season high. It might be career high. Um, um. Again, I thought there was more meat on the bone. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just being too harsh, too critical. I felt like Randall was an issue with some of their, a lot of their poor defensive sequences tonight. He made up for it with some very high intensity defensive sequences tonight, which you'd love to see. Thought he came out of the gate strong defensively. I thought he 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 picked up steam in the third quarter eventually defensively. Um. All that stuff is good. Where, where I'm gonna pick a bone with your comment is, and and this is gonna, I, I don't, this is, I don't mean this to be offensive to you, and I respect your point here, and I get the point you're trying to make, and I, it's not a bad point at all. Where I'm gonna push back on is, it's like, that's his bar, and that he could have this game on a nightly basis. The concept of a consistent Julius Randle where like the floor is at a certain level. 
I've kind of given up on that. Because I feel like we're just always going to live in a world where we get the the games or the portions of games or like the segments of portions of games where it's just like, man, if only, you know, and, and like, you, you know, you reference that, you know, that's his bar. I look at stars around the league and like, they're like Jalen Brunson, right? Jalen Brunson will have some bad games occasionally. Not, not, not very often. But like, yeah, he has he has off shooting nights. He has nights where he gets picked on defensively. But there is a baseline of something there, right? With Jalen, whether you want to call it effort, whether you want to call it like, even when he doesn't have it on a night on offense, like he's still kind of a positive when he's out there because teams pay so much attention to him, and he is, you know generally good at making good on that attention that is paid to him. The thing that about Randall that, that bothers people is I think the fact that that baseline does not exist or it does exist. It's just, it's very low. Um, so yeah, thanks Joe. Jostle focus with another one makes sense. Miami loses this one trash franchise. Um, Trash fan base, different, different night, diff, different, different thing than a than a trash franchise. Let's be fair. We want to be very fair to the Miami Heat. Thanks, Andrew's telling me to laugh at the Heat in the chat. Too much respect, Andrew. Too much respect. I know I live here. I know this is going to be my undoing. My respect for the Miami Heat. I'm going to be ousted from this from this post. Um, Hush Sue with another one. The Bulls. Yikes! Uh, I don't like where this is going. If we could get Demar for cheap, is that something we should do, or is it not a fit? It is not a fit. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy who needs the ball to be successful and is not giving you any spacing? <laughs> Holy shit! Um. No, no. I look. I, Demar's a really good player. He's also old, and he's about to sign a new contract. And it's gonna the the. I I don't want to say this definitively because maybe he he signs a deal that's smaller than I expect. But like, there's a real good chance that the, the minute the ink is dry in this contract, it's gonna be the sort of deal where you look at it and be like, oh my god. Um. Anyway, also wasn't a fan of this tournament, but now I'm all in. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I th- I'm not going to get into this right now because I've got to write a newsletter tonight, and we're we're already um, probably behind. But the Demar Derozan trade market fascinates me um, because I wonder if he if his market depressed is the wrong word, but if his market will be modest enough. Such that a team might trade for him that has zero intention of or very low intention of re-signing him this summer. Which I think would make for a really interesting DeRozan trade market. Um, And I could see a lot of teams getting in the running for that. 
Um, I think he's the most likely like high level player to be traded this season, either him or his teammate. And the other fascinating part of it is like you could talk yourself into the Bulls or the the, the Lakers going after either guy. So it's like, how does that negotiation go? Right? I I don't I don't even know. Um, Demar's really good. He, he's he's a really good player. I I don't. Not a fit. Not a fit for me. Um, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. My favorite slot machine is the Flintstones. I love when Fred and Barney go bowling. Hashtag 53 wins. Godspeed, Robert. I'm trying to think of ever when's the last time I played a slot machine. My wife plays likes to put the coins in the slots sometimes. Um, Haitian Ferg. Julius Randle, like Tibbs, is an acquired taste. I love beer, but it has to be cold. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> Nothing sucks more than a warm beer. Uh, well, it's unpleasant, shall we say. That being said, some people will never like beer cold or warm. I rambled. I hope that made sense. <laughs> hey, you always make sense, man. You always speak my language. Well, I love you. Um, I'm trying to think how to respond to that. Yeah, Randall's inquired taste. I've kind of, I'm, I'm actually proud of myself that I've done. I think I've done a good job of like, uh, the, I referenced this in a newsletter, like the Serenity Prayer, like give me the wisdom to like accept the things I cannot change. Like right, again, I, I was yelling at Robert about this after the Miami game, like accept the things you cannot change. Julius Randall is what he is. Um, and he's immensely, he's immensely talented. So that's all there is to it. Thanks. Haitian. Appreciate you. Uh, Dom, what's going on, Dom? We will start with a tough matchup with Milwaukee. It's whatever. We got a good shot at 11 or 12 wins prior. So nothing to lose. Um, look, let's do, do I'll use this as an opportunity to do a quick standings check in as Josh Hart sends out the fucking tweet of the night. So for anybody who doesn't know, <clears throat> I'm going to retweet this. Uh, somebody asked Josh Hart about like what the end season tournament means to him or whatever. And he was like, I mean, I could get a new watch. And he just tweeted out a picture of a freaking Rolex, uh, which is great. And it just like puts it into perspective, like for these guys, like half a million dollars is like kind of, I don't want to use the term that I want to use, but you know, it's a new watch. It's a new watch. Like, I guess, I don't know. How cool would it be to see the Knicks come out and play like, all of their jobs are on the line. Like who's really going to be motivated by that 500 grand. Obviously hard is, you know, um, Emmanuel quickly hasn't gotten paid yet. <laughs> he might be motivated. Quentin Grimes. You think Quentin Grimes is motivated by 500 grand, but will like Brunson and Randall, like, you know what? I hope, I mean, Brunson, I, maybe this is me like kind of wish casting here. I would like to think Brunson would be, I mean, he plays his ass off every game, so it doesn't even matter. But Brunson's the leader of the team, and how, I bet he 
he would really like to get some of the guys on the end of the bench. You don't think J- Jalen Brunson wants to get Ryan Archer Diakono half a half a mil, right? Like that's his boy. Like do it for Archie, man. Hashtag do it for Archie. Let's get that trending. Um. Anyway, uh, where are the Knicks right now? <clears throat> They're fifth in the East, so that's good. Uh, Bucks are first, Milwaukee second, Orlando's third. Orlando has the longest winning streak in the NBA, seventh straight. Good job by them. Um, Philly's fourth, and then where uh, they're they're all bunched up. Those four teams, and then we're two games back of Philly uh, at ten and seven, and then there's a big bunch of uh, five teams: <clears throat> Knicks, Pacers, Heat, Cavs, uh, Nets. Who won tonight? And the Hawks lost because the Hawks are ass. Everybody who wants me to be hard on the the heat and like laugh at the heat and trash the heat, that's how I actually feel about the Hawks. <clears throat> who also have an ass fan base. In case anybody was wondering. Dom Cappuccini with another one. To beat the Bucks on the road to get to Vegas. Hashtag AG1. Now that's a signature win that could shut the haters up. Finally. Instantly surpasses Atlanta and Miami wins. Um, hmm. I think there is a non-zero chance that the Knicks could beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee to advance in the in-season tournament, and I will still think the Miami win is bigger. I think. Needless to say, if they win this game, it would be a massive win. Um, also, by the way, they have to take care of some business before then. We have to play a Pistons team that has lost 14 games in a row, Please, for the love of God, do not be the team that fucking gets the Pistons off their schneid. I saw uh, one of the aggregation accounts today retweeted something that Monty Williams said in in a post-practice scrum, I guess, about how like his guys were diving in practice today and he thinks that's a great sign because like it's really tough to lose as many games as they have in a row and still see guys diving for loose balls in practice. And like part of me wanted to just like laugh uproariously. But another part of me is like, man, watch these motherfuckers be like, you know what? We're sick of this losing. Let's really put it all out there. And by the way, they've had some close games in this stretch. I know they lost by like 20 to the Wizards, but um, that's a game. Let me tell you this. If that is a single digit game at halftime, I will not be a happy camper. Say that right now. Will Oliver, that's the Josh Hart that we know and love. Amen to that. Again, biggest, all respect to the in-season tournament, the biggest story of this game. Alex, sorry I had to miss the post-game stream. Well, you you didn't because you're commenting. I had to bathe in bleach after rooting for Miami. You do what you gotta do. <coughs> and something went down the wrong tube. Thank you, Alex. Job with another one. The road to the cup could be brutal, you think? Bucks in the quarters, potentially the Celtics in the semis, and then whoever comes out of the West. Um, Lakers, Warriors, Timberwolves, Suns alive. So the Lakers or the Suns will be in the semis because they're playing each other. I haven't seen a recent update on who the other West semi-final, no, excuse me, who the other West quarterfinal is likely to be between. 
Um, but like the NBA is probably dancing a jig because if you look at the East, they have what Fred Katz always likes to say is the best um, league pass team in the league in the Pacers. They have a New York market team, the Knicks, and then they have the the you know what should be the two best teams in the East and the Bucks and the Celtics. And out West, Phoenix, great. Lakers, great. And then um, you're going to, it's going to be, I'm just saying a, a Bontemps tweet. Uh, it's going to be the Warriors or the Kings. And I'm not sure. Did the Wolves get in? I'm not sure about the other team. Andrew, if you could figure out who the hell the other West team is, I get we get Warriors or Kings. But like, hey, if the Warriors make this thing, then you got Warriors, Lakers, Suns. Those are probably the three biggest draws out West. The only team you're missing is the Nuggets. They're, they've been eliminated. But like, those three are great. So the NBA is probably really happy. And yes, the road will be difficult for the Knicks. Thanks, Joe. Oh, Andrew thinks maybe the Pelicans. I don't know. Uh, Alex, as I said in the Substack, it's important for the Knicks at this stage and these players to play as many playoff type games as possible for their development. I'll push back on you, not because I disagree, because in my heart of hearts, I agree with you. Devil's advocate. They they crossed that Rubicon last year in the playoffs. Like Brunson, do we think he needs any more playoff seasoning? No. RJ. Feel pretty good about him, right? Um, after last season's playoffs. Julius, do we, are we, do we really think? Actually, you know what? I'm going to push back against myself. If Julius goes to the in-season tournament and has some big games, you know what? That will be really meaningful. Hashtag meaningful. Um, and quickly, too, because quickly had a crappy postseason. And uh, if he has a, a good in-season tournament game or games, um, that would also be pretty good. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I guess I just like I felt like they they earned a lot of stripes with the with the run they made last year. Like, I don't think Hart needs any more seasoning, you know, like Brunson, Barrett, like Mitch. I don't think you know, Mitch is Mitch. Um, Pardstein, same thing. So really, it's like, I guess Randall and IQ would be the guys I feel like could probably benefit the most uh, from the experience. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Zach Hart, what's going on, Zach? How you doing? Wow, we woo woo. I love it. Made my friend bet big on the Knicks covering the spread due to the in-season tournament, as did I. Got a little hairy there. Nice win when the three didn't fall much. You just reminded me. What the hell um, did the Knicks shoot from three tonight? Knicks were, well, it, the threes eventually fell. So it's a bit deceiving. The Knicks finished tonight shooting 15 of 38 from deep. For thirty nine and a half percent, that's obviously a very good percentage. But there was a point in the relevant portion of this game, middle of the third quarter, where they had missed a bunch in the third, and I think they definitely got down to like thirty three percent for the game, maybe lower. 
But like it, and they made up for it later. <clears throat> Thanks, Zach. Good job by you, by the way. Betting the Knicks. Dom Cappuccini with another one. Tibbs timeouts are underrated in time, timeliness and team reaction, especially when they're playing with their food. I only watched the second half, so I'm thankful. I was only annoyed for 15 minutes. The fr- I thought the first half was mostly good. I got to tell you, the most frustrating portion of the game for me by far was the first half of the third quarter. Um, yeah, I think Tibbs is... I mean, I think that the criticism isn't with Tibbs' timeouts. I think the criticism a lot of the time is like, Tibbs will call a timeout and he'll run the same lineup back out there and maybe the tie-up... Well, this was more of a problem two years ago, right? With the Kemba team. Because then it would be like, early timeout, send the team back out there, play like crap some more, and then it's just like another timeout. And it's like, well, what the fuck did the first timeout do? I think since then, the last year and change timeouts more often than not have their desired effect. So that's a good sign. Thanks, Tom. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. Sam Garcia's dad. I no longer doubt the Knicks versus teams they should beat. They're a good team that wins these games. Hashtag good juju. I 
wanted to go through the schedule because I again I was thinking about this concept today. Like, how many games in total this season do they play? The Pistons, the Wizards, the Bulls, the Hornets. I'm not putting the Raptors in there. I think the Raptors are a good team or a decent team. Uh, we know they play the well, the Grizzlies kind of go in their own category because they're getting job back, and we'll see what kind of team they are with, with job. But like Spurs, Blazers, um, I can't even put the Jazz there because the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz beat the freaking Pelicans back to back. Jazz are a feisty team. So really, you have six really bad teams. Um, I'm putting the Bulls in that category. We'll see what happens with the Bulls. Played the Spurs once. Haven't played the Blazers yet. So you got three teams, three games left against those Western teams. Haven't played Detroit at all. I think they got three games against Detroit, three or four. Uh, haven't you played the Wizards once? So you got two or three games coming against them. Haven't played any against the Bulls and um, played two already against the, the Hornets. So add it all up. Three, four, five, six. You got like probably I think another like 10, 12 games, 11, 12, something like that games against these really, really bad teams. Uh, the one nice thing about the bulls is I think all definitely three and maybe all of their games against the bulls are like late in the season after the trade, definitely three of the four are after the trade deadline, maybe four or four. So like the bulls could be absolutely a different team. Cause like at least now, like with the bull, I, I know they've been on a really bad stretch, but like they still have talent. Um, so why did I just spend a lot of time going through that? Because as I said earlier, every win matters. So you figure if you could bank on another 10, 11, 12 wins, and then, you know, in, in that, in as many games <clears throat> and they have 10 wins right now, if the goal is to get to 46, 47 wins, um, that makes you feel pretty good, right? Because then all of a sudden, you basically just need to really go 500 in your remaining games. I'm going to try to do math as I'm reading these comments, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out for me. Um, <clears throat> next up. Thank you, Sam Garcia's dad. Alex with another one. The IST playoffs are also good for evaluating what to do at the trade deadline or coaching adjustments needed. Only eight teams make the tournament. Rejoice. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm conflicted, but I'm ultimately happy. I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the Bucks game. And they could win. Like they can absolutely beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. They almost beat the Bucks in Milwaukee once. Zach with another one. In Baltimore for wife's surgery. Oh my goodness! That I I don't know if you messaged me about that, but I hope. Uh, oh, it's it says right here. she's recovering well. Well, good to hear. Um, give a, a shout out or whatever you want to give a hug to your wife. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I love that KFS is now forever saved to this Marriott's TV search history. <laughs> Not just WWE trash. God. We're not we're not a we're not a step up over many things, but I, I feel confident saying we are a step up over WWE. Um, I just did the quick math real quick. Um, oh, so Zach Halilovic, Jeremy stocks are going up. Yes. Good job, Jeremy. OK, so the Knicks are 10 and 7. 
I, I, they're playing somewhere between 10 and, and 12 more games against abject, abjectly terrible teams. If they go 10 and one, maybe I'm assuming too much, but if they go 10 and one against those bad teams, because they seem to beat these bad teams every time they play them, then that would put them, then we're at 20 wins and eight losses because they're 10 and seven right now. So 10 more wins, one more loss gets you to 20 and eight. That leaves 54 games remaining. If they go exactly 500 in those 54 remaining games, that is 27 and 27, which gives them a record of 47 and 35, which there is was their exact record last year. And I would be very surprised if 47 and 35 did not result in a top six seed. Which again, for me, that's my goal. Other people want are talking three seed or talking home court. I would love those things. I'm still more in the mindset of like, just get in the dance. So yeah, keep beating these terrible teams and um, go at least 500 against everybody else. Probably in good shape. Sam Garcia's dad with another one, another Vegas shout. Sam and I went to Vegas. Hashtag AG1. Um, a few weeks ago, you two at the sphere is the most amazing production ever. doesn't matter if you like you two or not. It's a must see. I've, I've obviously heard the people that said that. Like I also said a while ago, uh, I have, uh, my uncle lives in Vegas. Shout out to uh, Mark Carousel and his wife, Joanne, uh, my, my uncle Mark and Aunt Joanne. Uh, they've been there for a few years. We will get out there at some point and I will make it a point to see some show in the sphere. My hesitation with like making it a point to go soon is like me and my wife are not particularly big U2 fans. I know you're saying it doesn't matter if you like U2 or not. I would rather wait till somebody goes to the sphere that like we're at least kind of sort of fans of. Like I I just discussed this is funny. I just discovered like the last probably two months that my wife is a, I was going to say a closeted Swifty. She's not really closeted. I just didn't know this. I guess it probably makes me a bad husband, but she's like a massive Taylor Swift fan. Obviously Taylor Swift tickets at the sphere would probably like be a, a month's salary for me or something. But like, I'm sure those U2 tickets aren't cheap. So I guess I, my, my point is like I would rather wait if I'm going to pay whatever it's going to cost to get in that freaking thing, wait for something that would be like my wife would love. Um, I frankly don't care. I, I'll, I'll see any, any good musical act. It doesn't really matter to me. Hey, Alex. Alex is the life of the, the party tonight, along with Robert Cross, of course. How much more proof do you need that the in-season tournament is fun other than that John doesn't like it? Yeah. Huge success. Rejoice. Let's meet in Vegas, Robert. Shout out AG1. AG1's got a lot of love tonight. Um, I If you guys meet in Vegas, I'm going to need like lots of video. Because we're gonna upload it onto the KFS YouTube channel, and uh, or maybe maybe that's that might be Patreon content. That might be like that might be Ewing tier content. It's like top 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 notch. 
Um, anyway, uh, reminder, since we did the Vegas shout out, we did a lot of Vegas shout outs. Um, uh, AG1, our sponsor for tonight's post game, that website you want to go to once again, drinkag1.com backslash film school. Again, drinkag1.com backslash film school. AG1, it is the only dietary supplement you will ever need. Great gut health, gut health great energy, all vitamins, minerals, all the good stuff, and it's going to make you feel absolutely fantastic. Um, so we thank them again for being a sponsor of the show and uh, letting us do these drinking games. Thanks, Alex. Giovanni Mistretta. John, literal first time, long time. Thank you, Giovanni. Um, sounds like you're a fellow Italian. What do you think happens if Julius played 100% for 82 games? Man, that's um, I get starts game reps off seems hours takes one out of or uh, I get starts game reps off seems well okay I'm not sure what you mean by that last part but what do I think happens if Julius played 100% for 82 games I think he would be a first bout Hall of Famer that's an easy question. That's that's a easiest answer in the world. Like, I, would he be a top ten NBA player? Like, let's let's really answer this because, like, what Julius at his absolute best is he a good defender? I I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's passable, and like, if he's at least like closing out hard and like making an effort to not get blown by and like paying attention to off ball movement on defense and all that stuff. Like he's a passable defender again, not saying I'm not sure if we could go so far as to say even 100%. He's like a good defender, but he's not a bad one for sure. Offensively, man, Like going 100%, is that like 100% like he's thinking the game at a 100% dial level in addition to all the other stuff? Because basically, if you're telling me we're getting the best offensive version of Julius 100% of the time and the best version of him on defense 100% of the time, yeah, I think that's a perennial all NBA, all NBA level player who's going to, who would be, yeah, absolutely, he'd be a Hall of Famer. There's no question. Zero question. Jasso focused per number 30, Julius Randle. Um, I agree there was more meat on the bone. Okay, there we go. I've been waiting for this one. Benji's grades for tonight. Um, and Job was saying my bar was more so an effort bar. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I get that. <clears throat> so Benji gave Julius an A minus tonight. Um Gave Hart an A and Mitch an A. I think mean, it's fair. I think mean, it's fair. I think mean, it's fair grade. Um, uh, there was a comment up, but I, I missed it. Ah, here we go. Dom, Dom Cappuccini. I'm not speaking this into existence, but if IQ gets away from nothing, he will not. I can promise you he won't. It's not going to happen. I think that could create extensive pressure on the front office to get a superstar. I'm sure worse comes to worse, they'll still 
sign and trade, but I'm just saying there's I man, this could come back to bite me in the ass, but I'll say it. I think there is oh, zero chance. There is nothing that has taken place with the Knicks over the last 20 years that had shocked me as much as them letting Emmanuel quickly walk away for nothing, like just letting him sign an offer sheet and not matching or doing anything, no sign and trade, no nothing, as that would shock me. That would shock me more than any single thing that has occurred with this franchise in my lifetime. That's what I'll say. So, and as an aside, there's already an immense amount of pressure on this franchise, or this front office to like, you know, do stuff whether it's with this group or somebody else Sean with a W I stand with Josh so focused the heat are garbage nobody loves hating on the heat like you do Sean Andrew Claudio I stand with John Sean trash ass franchise I, I can't Get me all jammed up. Busy. Andrew's under the weather. Did he not take his AG1? Um, he got something that unfortunately is a little bit more powerful than AG1. <laughs> but he'll be back soon. Uh, I know he will. Dom Cappuccini. Uh, I'm not a Randall stand, but tonight was a joy to watch, albeit inferior competition. Uh, it's the breakout that the Knicks honestly need. Keep it going 30 on the way to hashtag 53 wins. Um, yeah, beat all these crappy teams. What do you need to go to get to 53 wins? Let me rejigger my math. Um, 30 and 24 against good teams or like not bad teams. They could do that. They could definitely do that. Beat all the crappy teams. Go 30 and 24 against all the other teams. Here's your 53 wins. Hashtag Robert Cross. Um, yeah, let's hope this is... I'm very confident. I'm much more confident in this being a jumping off game for Josh Hart than I am this being like the elixir for Randall. Um, yeah, that's only 50 wins. You're right, Andrew. I can't do math. Sorry, Andrew just typed it in the chat. How does that work then? So then it would need to be 33 and 21. Uh, that's a little bit tougher. That's a little bit tougher. No, not 33 and 21. 33 and 24. Can I? Ju I just can't do math. It's late. That's my... Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, beat all the bad teams, win 33 more games. There's your 53 wins. But yeah, 33 and 21. I wasn't wrong. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dom, for sending me down that rabbit hole. Oh, that's it. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Knicks get to 10 wins. You want a 10 and 9, and they'll get there. I'd be critical, but got to give this a, give this credit. The team seems to always take care of business. Um, I think I said 10 and 9 was like, that's the lowest that I would sign for. And I... Oh, give Tibbs credit. Oh, okay. Thank you, Kev. I also give Tibbs credit. 10 and 9 would have been the lowest I'd sign for. You'd live with 10. You would have lived with 10 and 9. We got 10. God willing. God willing. We get 11 against Detroit. 
And then from there, I'm kind. I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna look at the bl- the Raptors game as gravy, but like again, it's back to back. You're going to Toronto. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a tough. Game. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a tough game. Win that game, I I will be ecstatic to the point that if they lose the in-season tournament game to the Bucs and then have to face another good team as a result of losing to the Bucs and making this tournament, I, I will be less uh, bothered if they could finish this week out 3-0. Thanks, Kev. Dom, with one more. Dom, you, you become a madman here. Um, I'm getting all the chats out of the way because there shouldn't be anything to say next game, LOL. When the hell is the next town hall? Okay, Andrew tells me to read this word for word. Town hall will be next Tuesday. It was supposed to be this week, but we had to move it with GMAC getting the Rona. I guess we're telling everybody what you got. Um, and wanted to make sure we knew what night the Knicks would be off before scheduling. Expect an email tomorrow. How'd I do, Andrew? Did I do that okay? Okay. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And, and by the way, we're going to do two town halls for all of our patrons uh, in the Monroe tier and up. We're doing two town halls in December. So you're getting this town hall. And we're going to no- do another town hall uh, in the end, at the end of December. So, yeah. Public service announcement. IQ on ball defense on Miller. Another comment from Dom. Uh, yeah, I thought there was a lot of really good on ball defense tonight. I thought we saw it from uh, RJ stood out. I thought Brunson played. I really liked Brunson's defense tonight. Really liked Brunson's defense. It wasn't perfect. Um, I liked it for the most part. Uh, the effort was definitely there. But yeah, quickly, uh, Hart uh, and Mitch, six blocks. Six blocks is pretty cool. A lot of good on ball defense. Thanks, Tom. And Tom with another one, man, crazy. Not worried about RJ thanks to his big free throw game. That will help the shots come down again, and he contributes in other ways. Good night, all. Yeah, he, he definitely contributed in other ways. He definitely defended his ass off. Um, I I want to see him get going because I really, really loved how he was operating on drives as far as you know taking good shots converting a lot uh, enough of those shots and he's uh, scuffling a little bit around the room. I'm not worried. You say you're not worried. I'm not worried either, but I do want to at least acknowledge where we're at. Sam Garcia's dad with another one. Sam knew one U2 song. He was blown away. Hashtag Vegas drink. Okay. I, again, I, I would go if it was convenient and like I was able to go. It's just I I, I, I can't go anyway right now, so it's probably not going to be you two. Um, and we just got an update. So the Pelicans advance. So we're getting Zion in the in-season tournament. And they're going to play the Kings or the Warriors. My, I mean, all due respect to the Kings, uh, I would imagine the league is rooting like hell for the Warriors um, to get there. And here is the Oh, so it's basically if the Warriors win this game, they're advancing. 
And oh no, if they have to win by 12 or more. Oh, wow. So this game that's on right now, this is really going to be one to watch the points. And then there's another point differential thing where it's going to determine if Golden State hosts the game or if they go to New Orleans. Either way, uh, good to know that Golden State winning by 12 or more points uh, means that it will be them versus the Pelicans. Steph Curry, Zion Williamson. I, I got to tell you, the NBA couldn't have couldn't this could not have worked out better for the NBA? If they if that comes to fruition, Steph versus Zion, Le, you know LeBron and AD versus KD and Booker, um, Halliburton and the high flying Pacers uh, versus the best team in the league, the Celtics, and then Knicks Bucks. That's pretty freaking good. That's good. That's entertaining. As an objective NBA fan, that's entertaining. Um, Sam Garcia really didn't want to play Milwaukee again. Yeah, me neither. But what are you going to do? And that is it. That's all we got. Okay. Thanks, everybody. This was a fun one. Um, kind of all over the place with the tournament and, and what have you. Uh, but this was a good win. Necessary win. Uh, hopefully we get some good things to come out of it moving forward as far as different players getting going and the whole thing. Uh, I will be back on Thursday for the post game. Uh, before that, I will be uh, we will be airing an ep- episode with me and Fred Katz that I will be recording tomorrow or Wednesday as you're listening to this. So lots of good content coming up. Um, thanks everybody for watching. If you dig the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast feed later, please leave a five star rating and a review. Thank you for uh, toughing it out behind the scenes, GMAC, and I will. See everybody later. Peace out.